Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live. A podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live. A podcast... Are we surprised? No, but... Do we expect it? Yes. yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Hi, Andy. Hi. I guess we don't usually start these greeting each other anymore since we've started recording in person again, but yeah. you know, the, the weather, I am under it. Um, can we just talk for those of you that don't live in Texas? I need you to understand that on new year's Eve, it was 83 degrees yeah. and then it dropped down to 20 degrees by the evening of the first and then it's been up and down between 20 and 40 degrees. And now it's a balmy, like almost 70. Yeah. Um, and people so... wonder why I always am like coughing and dying during this time of year. It's because the world can't make up its mind if it's blooming and it's spring or if it's not spring anymore. So everything is producing and not producing like much like myself uh, at the same time. Um, yeah, and very I've, true. So... Yeah, so I have a little tickle in my throat. Yeah. I got tested. It's not COVID. Yeah, but, I would say you know. mine is COVID if it was new, but the fact that I've had it for almost a month now makes me think it's not COVID with no change in personal life. So, yeah. Or so, I'd be dead. Why, is, or- why, is, why spread sickness unnecessarily when yeah. we have the power to record remote? And honestly, Andy, it has been such a day. I was on a call with one person from 10 a.m to almost 6 30 p.m that's insane did you eat lunch in front of this person no i didn't eat today um that's unacceptable well i ate when i got home but not during that time no uh Mm. i used the bathroom twice and i was able to take arlo out once because i was like i have to um but yeah it was really rough it was the most pessimistic like I, well, I wouldn't even say that. I just feel like they just very much didn't want what was happening, even though I didn't make the decision to make them do sure. it. Sure. So it yeah. felt a lot of. I just, um, that's how that. I would feel about not eating lunch during workday. I would not like what's happening, and I didn't make that decision. And then I would make the decision to say, well, I'm going to clock out for 30 minutes and eat lunch. Honey, I don't that's clock. Thing humans do well i don't clock either (laughs) but i am going to get off this call for 30 minutes and eat food because like you know i just don't function not on food and if you want me to do my job you want me to function i definitely felt it today in orange theory i was like a little headachey and like lightheaded during that run i was like oh yeah no shit i had food in my stomach i did have like a breakfast sandwich and that was like really it people love to be like i I've I've really I've really been enjoying lately working out fasted in a fasted yeah, state. I'm and I'm like, how the unintentionally. Fuck? Yeah. I definitely am mm-hmm. doing it unintentionally because today all I had was one Starbucks venti sweet cream cold brew, like a real gay. Um, mm-hmm. and then a breakfast sandwich. Um, because I had a gift card and I was like, might as well. 
And then and I was like, it's going to be a day. Yourself. I already know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's going to be a day. I already know. And then uh, literally just talked that whole time. Like I was not talking. So like my voice is fried. I feel like I sound, <clears throat> and that's why I'm, I think I'm coughing more. It's just because like the throat, she tired and she didn't do anything fun. <laughs> yeah but you know yeah. what i'm 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 trying to get you to do the thing oh hi i'm tyler and i'm andy and this is homo's, homo's modern live a podcast mm. where gratefully we'll be changing this intro soon so i'll have less responsibility because guess who's gonna get the responsibility me yeah <gasps> wow i feel like that's just the smarter move <laughs> I mean, like, why give it to me? I fucked it up for almost three years now. I guess so. Three seasons worth of me not realizing my own intro. Yeah. I think I did it really good fair. in the beginning, but man, I went from I like a soft intro to like, I like seven minutes of intro before we say <laughs> what show we're on. I would like to, yeah, I would like to really just like teach an entire class. See, I don't, but the best thing about Andy is he never goes like, you need to do the intro. He just looks at me and does a motion. And I'm like, what is that? What are you, what are you asking me to do? <laughs> I bring it to you every podcast. You want to, is it, go, are we? <laughs> Let me throw hands. Um, nonverbal cues. But uh, yeah, soon we shall be the Goopla. Um, yes. And the Goopla we shall be. So, and Andy came up with the name, so it's only fitting that he does the <laughs> that I get to know. say it every time. Yeah, I mean, we'll both say it, but I well, you don't know, you don't know that we haven't come up with the new intro. Yeah, it's a whole. We haven't nailed down the specifics. It's a whole new world. Mm. Mm. And a hole. Speaking of hole, how's your yeah. hole? My hole. Um, no complaints. How's yours? Um, you know, a little. It's, 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 it's better than it was a couple days ago. Wait, what did I miss? Is this New I'm Year's kidding. Eve? Are we going to talk about how we I went to a circuit party? Yes. Okay, I went to a circuit party. And you hated it. I didn't hate it. What's funny is I went with another friend of mine that I felt like was way more hyped about. You no, know, I was, I was, was like talking to him. About it? Yeah, I was like trying to get... Well, when he got to... Where you both we were, were trying to meeting. encourage me. Yeah. And I actually got there, had fun, you know. But you also did like poppers, but it was six shots of tequila before you. I did drink <laughs> almost half a bottle of tequila. That definitely helped. Um, but I guess like getting there, I actually was immediately like my guard was let down because it was actually way more underwhelming than I expected. Like for I sure mean, at the point that we walked in, it was, yeah. I mean, the whole time I was there, I mean, I think I guess so. I think I saw one person get fingered and that was about the most that I saw. Yeah. But again, I also as well, I almost feel safer. I when the person I was with, like he wasn't having it. So we were like off to the side of like the main group of everybody Um, and definitely had more fun, like meeting people out on the smoking patio than anything <laughs> honestly because it was just so loud i was like even though i teach yeah. spin i was like and that was his thing he's like my like uh, my ears hurt so mm-hmm. that's why we kept going out there yeah um, i didn't think to tell y'all to get earplugs yeah i, I 
brought I brought earplugs. Yeah, I, smart. I've been to a couple of these. I've never had earplugs, and it's always hell leaving and being, like just the ringing and yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, and I don't feel stuff. like they really made it, it harder to hear anybody talking. No, because the music was already so loud you couldn't hear people. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we were kind of just off to the side. Definitely met some people. They definitely followed me on Instagram. Uh, really same, cool people. Same met the dancers that were up there that were out there just so everyone was jealous. really chill everybody was so chill out on the patio and we were just like talking about like moving to dallas and austin and like what's this and like where do we go and spin and and you know whatever so like it was literally just like everyday conversations which i thought was hilarious to me um you know because there's people whipping their dicks out and doing yeah. god knows what in there and we're just talking about i oh, also had some of those conversations thank yeah you very much but and then also the the lack of lights while i don't know <laughs> why i'm surprised about this i guess i assume you thought we were going to be in a brightly lit room no, like a but hotel I thought... conference room <laughs> no but i just thought we'd have like a couple lasers you know there, there were lights. Uh, the only light, the uh, the only lights that I saw were coming from the bar themselves, basically lighting the way to the alcohol, or from the massive screen on stage. Outside of that, there true. was no other fun lights. All of the colors, everything came from that massive thing on this like massive LED screen on stage. Yeah. So like that was the only thing for me is I was like. I kind of expect, like, I didn't expect lights all night, but I expected, like, one-tenth of lights all night. And I think I got, like, one-twentieth of lights all night. So, there. I just, like, expected a little more of that unsa unsa like, a little bit more ravey, even though I know it's not a rave, but I expected that to kind of come along with, like, a quote-unquote circuit party. Yeah. Um, this almost felt like um, a combination of, like, just a regular night at a bar meets a blackout party and everybody's almost naked. Yeah. A regular night at the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the everybody being almost naked part is kind of the best part. Um, they really didn't do like a, like there was a countdown on the big led screen. Yeah. But it was they didn't so... really call attention to it. <laughs> like I had to go <laughs> find people and be like, guys, it's a five minutes till yeah i know literally i was like and then even it happened and i was kind of like this was it happened i was like yeah. I turned yeah, happy new year and that was like that was it uh we're here now did you kiss anybody no um <laughs> absolutely not in this omicron world and i well, still I just feel feel like a little new year's kiss like a little midnight i don't know that's the thing it's like i feel that's a um no arlo is squeaking i thought we had outgrown this um, but I, this whole like weird situation ship, which I don't know about, I think is, you know, putting a nice little wall in those areas, but of course, of course. it's not, which is great. Cause we're talking to a dating coach today. So hopefully we leave here <laughs> well really advised, sort some shit out. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, yeah didn't, I mean, and then getting an Uber home, like murder my life. Like, yeah, I, it took us almost like 45 text, minutes. Like, just yeah, to get a car a to say yes. Shortly after midnight saying that you were going home and I checked your location at like 1 a.m. and you were still there. And I was like, yeah, um, just sitting out there. Uh, <laughs> I was like, did he lose his phone? Did he like actually like meet somebody that he's talking to? Did right. he like, is he passed out in the bathroom? 
Hopefully. No, we were just sitting on chairs watching someone get fingered and waiting for a car to say yes. That yeah. was really it. Uh, no yeah. cars would say yes. I guess we were too far out uh, in the warehouses, but uh, I was like, people are getting dropped off. So this seems like poor planning. Um, yeah. But God bless Lyft came through. Fuck Uber. That is an official en- endorsement. Okay. Unless Uber <laughs> wants to send me money and prove me wrong, then Uber, I invite your money. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. If anyone yeah. would like to send me money to prove me wrong about anything, I invite your money. Personally, I had a ton of fun uh, mm-hmm. dancing and meeting people and, um, you know, uh, I made it to the after party at S4. Did not make it to the after after party, um, which is where all the sex happens. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I can't say I'm that disappointed about that because a party that starts at 4 a.m. and goes till 7 a.m. is um, insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but I um, met up with a couple of guys that I had met the night before the next day and had my fun. So love it. That was, you know, a nice little way to cap off a wonderful New Year's Eve party. I know. I don't know. I'd and like to send t- them on their merry way. Yeah. You had texted me that live. you were like out and doing things. And like, I don't know if it was a half a bottle of tequila or just being up until two or three o'clock, which I have not done in a long time. Um, because even then, like we were here and like Justin and I hung out at like my place for a little bit. Um, and like, I don't know, just talked. And then he was like, I'm going to get like an Uber home to like my place. And like, again, couldn't do it so um i was like well just give me a little bit and i'll just drive you home because at that point everything was gone because i had been you know whatever but the next day i was just dead and i you were out doing things and i was like i this is my (laughs) 2022 is i still got you know five or six hours of sleep um yeah it's not like uh, to go to till 7 a.m i mean absolutely not I would have to do cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the only, only or miss way you get the, there. or just miss the middle after party and go sleep, and then <gasps> ooh, interesting. Yeah, nap I during the I after mean, party. I mean, just literally, like midnight mm. happens, you go home, you sleep, and you wake up and you go at four. Now that's there's an idea. That is that is what I used to All do. Right. When I Writing worked. down this strategy yeah. for next Honey, year. <laughs> this is what I used to do when I worked retail and I had to do shipments in the morning because I would have to be there at four or five o'clock in the morning. And I'd work like a, a like a five to like 2 p.m. shift or something or a five to 1 p.m. shift. And I would go out always the night before. So I would um, usually get off work around like because uh, they knew I'd be early. So they never scheduled me very late the next day. I get off work around like two, three o'clock. I'd go home. I'd sleep till about 10 o'clock. Then I'd wake up and I'd go out from 10 to about uh, midnight ish, maybe sometimes up till two o'clock, go home, sleep, wake up, go do my shift, come home, do it all again. Because I'd be off at one. So then I go to sleep at one, wake up. So you just had two, two miniature days. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I feel like my early 20s feel like they took forever is because I basically doubled down on everything. <laughs> you had day. twice as many days. I really did. Yeah. I really did. And then no concept of week because you work in retail and, you know, well, yeah. that's what it is. 
Yeah. Well, um, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, and then when we return, we are joined by a very special guest, a dating coach. So if you're alone, let's be honest, we're approaching Valentine's Day. Let's lock them down. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined with a very special guest, the one, the only, the sparkle queen herself, Taylor McPherson. Welcome, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. We are super excited to have you. As I was telling you just a minute before we started recording, I got really obsessed with your how to do a lap TikTok. And as we do, go down a TikTok spiral into everything else. And uh, another one where I was like, Colin, I need her. So please book her. So I'm very grateful you're here. Yes, I'm yeah. grateful to be here. Thank I, you for reaching out. I do need to ask off the bat where the title Sparkle Queen came from. <laughs> so I have always been the Sparkle Queen, but I happen to have a biodegradable glitter business. So on top of being a dating coach, which is something that I sort of stumbled into via the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, before that, I have a biodegradable bit glitter business. I do experiential marketing with large brands like T-Mobile and Malibu Rum. They mm-hmm. bought me out for Austin City Limits. I know you guys are in Texas, right? Ah, so, yep. You know. Yes. They bought me out for Austin City Limits and I created an entire glam station where we did glitter tattoos, glitter in the hair, hair braiding and styling. Um, we also offer glitter body art and festival style makeup. Oh my God. You are talking to the right people here. We yeah. guys love glitter. <laughs> yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, and too, um, as you kind of talked about that um, with the dating coaching side of things too, because again, that's how I became obsessed with you. How did you get into uh, dating, coaching, if, dating, coaching, coaching, dating, uh, you know, whatever you said. Dating, coaching. Yeah. I wanted to fix my own dating life. Um, I realized that I had a lot of bad patterns. Like, have you ever realized like, oh my God, I'm just dating the same person over and over again. Like they're different people, but realistically, like they're the same and the same experience are happening. Yeah, is that a problem? Yeah. <laughs> I think someone what? tells me it's a type. I think that uh, that's what I've been told. Yeah. So for me, is it a type or is totally it a pattern? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They looked totally different, but like the experiences were completely the same. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I'm like, I got to figure out what is going on here. So I just took a huge step back from dating. Um, I had wanted to take a, a break from dating after I had a situation ship broke like breakup mm-hmm. um, early 2020, but then the pandemic hit and like I was with my mom and she was like, oh, they're talking about how dating apps are surging. You got to download the apps and just start having fun with it. Like you got to get on. That's what they're telling everybody's doing in the pandemic. Like you got to just try it. So I was like, okay. So I did. And that actually spiraled into me and my best friend doing an Instagram live show during the Mm -hmm. pandemic. Every day we went live at eight o'clock Eastern time and we would swipe crazy on dating apps. And then we would just come on the next day and talk about our experiences. So that's kind of where I started getting on the internet, talking about my actual dating life. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. I mean, I think that's what we all, I mean, she's not wrong. I feel like I swiped so much in the pandemic and then I was like, no, I don't want to meet you. Are you insane? Why would I ever do that? And I feel like it really just set this weird precedent to now I have all these people that I maybe started talking to that basically I was like, I'm not meeting you. And I'm like, well, did I burn burn the bridge here or what? So, um, and kind of uh, 
speaking of that too, one of the things that you did mention is um, a line that you put on your dating profile, which always gets uh, a response. So on top of that line, what should we really be saying on our dating profiles when that happens? Because I hate, uh, surprisingly as a podcast host, I hate talking about myself. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea what to put in an about me or even answer a question that isn't like, what's your favorite thing to do and sleep, um, you know, anything like that. So I would recommend something like on the topic of what's your favorite thing to do. So think about what you like to do and then turn it into a question. Yeah. Right. So like the line that I mentioned in, in that post was I said, I'm a karaoke superstar. Like what's your favorite carry? What's your go-to karaoke song? And like, right off the bat, like still just the other day, like guys will always message me and be like, Oh, we should do at this. Oh, I love karaoke. Oh, I'm actually great at karaoke or I'm not the best at karaoke, but I'll cheer you on. Like it, it gets me a response every time. Yeah. That's so really like, smart. whatever that is for you. That is really smart. I like the idea of like, Cause I feel like that's the whole point of these, right. Is a conversation starter. So mm. if you just put it's uh, I think my old boss said, she was like, if you want a response, you end it in a question mark. She was like, there is no if, ands, or buts. The last thing on that is a question mark. So that applies to love as well. Oh, was this for like <laughs> a, an email or something? Like if you were pitching yeah. an email? Yeah. Oh, Cause no. I would be like begging people. I'd be like, they're not responding to me. She's like, it's because you didn't end in a question mark. You always end your text message in a question mark if you need a response. And I was like, that is very smart. Absolutely. Uh, Life hacks. Yeah. Um, Now, you do have a couple of um, boot camps, I would say. Cuffing season, dating season, and drafting season. What is the difference in Mm -hmm. all of those? So cuffing season... For me, and um, there's like a a whole overarching calendar starts Mm -hmm. on September 1st and it goes Mm -hmm. all the way until around Valentine's Day. So we're we're still still in it. Okay. So if you haven't been cuffed yet, you still have a chance. So, um, but it's there's different stages of cuffing season, right? Like there's preseason, there's drafting season, there's tryouts, there's cuffing season, which was just in December. Um, and then there's playoffs, right? I think, I think they call it like playoffs. So it's just, they just mm-hmm. continues to advance and advance and advance. So um, preseason is when people are like scouting people out. It's when you're going out and you're looking around the bar. That's why I did the ones like how to do a lap, how to get picked up in a bar, because that's where you're really just trying to put eyes on somebody that you think you might want to date or to be seen by somebody that might want to date you. And so you're just putting yourself in the best possible opportunities to be scouted out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was doing this at um, at the New Year's Eve party I went to. It was just kind of bouncing around, gathering Instagrams, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes numbers, <laughs> just like building a Rolodex. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Now, so this comes into probably one of my biggest issues, and I feel like I've taken the right path for this, but it seems very much the wrong path the more I learn. Talking to multiple men at one time. Oh, man. I find personally exhausting. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. I don't know. Because uh, I, I even get like called out like unintentionally. I end up very much talking to or dating one person seriously at a time. I feel like it's like if you can't snag me, like probably my problem with instant gratification, if you can't snag me in like the first five messages, then... I'm moving on, but I also feel like I 
match like in groups of three. And then I give those three a chance. And if they don't work, then I move on. So how would you recommend handling multiple men at once? And when do you start weaning out? Am I cutting out these people too soon? So that was me. My question to you is like, how quickly are you trying to narrow it down to one person? Is this before you've met or after you've met and gone on a couple dates? So this is, so I feel like that is the one maybe difference, at least that I feel between the gay and the straight community. I feel like the gay community is moving at three times the speed when it comes to relationships. Um, This is all definitely just even in the just chatting phase. We haven't even made it to a first date because getting to a first date in a gay community is like pulling teeth. Um, They all flaky. Um, (laughs) So that I feel like is why it's like, turn it down so quickly because you kind of know right off the bat like either this is a good place to put my time or this is a waste of my time yeah Mm, yeah so then once you actually do get to the once you actually do get to the date you're only talking to that one person at that point you're not trying to swipe and match with other people uh personally yeah i think so if anything there may be like one or two others that i either am planning on a first date or that first date hasn't happened Um, but it's definitely pared down at that point. I would still say you're dating multiple people. You're not thinking about it in the grand scheme of the fact that you are, but the fact that you haven't, it's not like you're telling those other people who are kind of waiting in the wings. Like I can't talk to you. I'm already in a relationship. Right. So I would say that you're doing it. You're just, you're not realizing that you're doing it because it's like, if you only end up going on one date with that one person and then either it works out or it doesn't work out. And then maybe a week or two later, a couple of weeks later, you go out with the next person. You're still dating multiple people at once. Cause it's not like you went with the, the opposite of dating multiple people at once is getting it is dating someone and then immediately going exclusives with them and cutting everybody else off. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't do that on purpose. <laughs> okay. But you are sort of doing that. Yeah. I feel like it just think... happens. Yeah. I don't really like, so I almost, I, um, uh, and many times Andy has called out or pressed or used my least favorite thing, which is my problem with guilt. And so I feel almost guilty in talking to other people. If one person's giving me more of their time than this other, these other people are. So have you had the conversation with these people at that point about the fact that you guys are only dating each other? Uh, no, not usually. No. Do you think that the other people are also seeing other people? Uh, yes or no. Sometimes I actually don't. In, in the current situation that I am now, I don't think so. No. Okay. You said you're single, but you're in a little bit of a situation right now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Ooh, yeah. Situation. Actually, about, actually about situation this exact chips. situation that we're talking about right now. Okay, um, you're starting to, you're kind of starting something with someone, but you're feeling yourself like you're about to cut other people off because you're starting to feel guilty as it gets a little bit more serious with that person. But exactly. you haven't had a conversation yet. Yeah. So like, how do I keep myself from feeling guilty about it? Yeah, exactly. Like I still like get on and swipe every now and then nothing happens of it. Cause every time we get to that point, I'm just like, ugh. like, I guess I have somebody already, but also like, we've not really had any of that like conversation of like, we're not dating other people. We have no, you know, uh, uh, do you feel like you're growing closer? <sighs> um, <laughs> I feel like we've grown to the place that we are going to be. 
Um, and I will say it's very comfortable. I feel no stress. I feel no anxiety around him or anything that we do. I feel no pressure, which honestly is all very much a first time thing for me, um, which is, I think, big. That's very uh, pressure. Yeah, I just like there's nothing anxious. Like we could go two weeks without seeing each other. We could see each other every day and it feels kind of the same. Uh, he goes to Orange Theory with me. I just went to Orange Theory with them. So um, I mean, like I really enjoy my time with him for sure. Um, but like we're now we're in this really weird thing where like he doesn't really want to spend too personal much time with me because he's not trying to get COVID before his parents come. And then that's been all holidays with traveling. So we've been like doing our thing since before Thanksgiving at this point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a really weird, interesting place to be. Cause I'm both like happy and neutral at the same time, which I think is better than any other emotion that I could feel. I think that's a great place to be, to be kind of neutral about it before it continues to progress into either direction. You know, if you start, um, having expectations of what it's going to be, then you get disappointed if it doesn't actually work out. But yeah. at the same time, it's like important to keep yourself open to all opportunities. Like sure you're swiping on apps, but what if you went to like a grocery store or like out with your friends at night and you just met somebody in person? Yeah. Are you keeping your energy open to scenarios like that? Or are you kind of closing yourself off because you feel like you have this other person that you've been starting to talk to? Yeah. See, that's my thing is I definitely feel at our new year's party. I was like, well, I'm done. Even though he's like not here uh, at all. I'm doing his own thing with his own friends. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Like, I don't have to go out of my way to find someone to kiss this year. Also, Omicron. Um, <laughs> let's be real. I don't want to kiss anybody. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of like that. I think that was the first thing where I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess like we're here. And like I said, I'm pretty sure we're both not dating anybody but we just haven't really had that conversation because we've been in this weird phase of we haven't really spent much time together outside of working out in the last little bit so that's fair with COVID COVID. I think if you can uh keep your emotions in check and not let them run away with themselves then you're okay and if you're not thinking that something is going to turn into something that you don't know if it's going to turn into Mm -hmm. that it's not a problem that you're not actively trying to get somebody else on the line Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and so if we back up to about meeting people in um in a grocery store. Yeah. How do we meet and talk to people in real life? <laughs> in a romantic way, because I feel like I can talk to anybody. Um, I'm also the most oblivious to being flirted to in the world. Okay. I just think they're being nice to me. I am also very oblivious. I'm always a person that my friends were like, that guy was hitting on you. I was like, no, he wasn't. And they're, yeah, they're like, he was like, why do you think he was over here for so long? And I was like, I don't know. He asked me some random question. Like, that's the worst. When people ask, like, they think they're hitting on you, but they don't say it. And they just ask you something random. And you're like, like, why are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. you're really weird and really nice. But like, here's your answer. Have a wonderful day. Right. Like, okay, I... for me at Sparkle Bar, like, I'll have guys come up to me while I'm working Sparkle Bar. And they'll just like ask random questions. Like, what? <laughs> I had a water bottle on my station. And this guy... And this mini festival just comes up and he's like, uh, are, are you selling those water bottles? When like, I have a very distinct water bottle with like all these different stickers and stuff on it. And I was like, no, 
like when there's all this like glitter and like, mm. you know, all this stuff. And and he walked away and the girl who's working with me, she goes, he was totally hitting on you. I was like, no, he wasn't. She's like, why would he come over here and ask if you were selling water bottles? Is there anything that says water bottles? I'm like, no. She's like, he just wanted an excuse to like talk to you and say something. I was like, well, he could come up with something better than that. <laughs> but to answer See, your question, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I maybe I'm like so sensitive to people flirting with me that I probably think that it's happening when it isn't. And I like get really guarded of like, oh no, this person's flirting with me. And like, I don't want to like lead them on or like, cause I don't really know them yet. And so then I just like kind of, I feel like I put up walls <laughs> once I feel that like somebody's flirting with me. Sort of yeah. shut down and kind of like become standoffish. Yeah. I have definitely been guilty of that as well. Um, but I have to like train my brain to like open myself up and not do that. Um, mm -hmm. But then sometimes that's also can be detrimental because over the weekend I was at the bar and I just was continually to keep my, like keeping my energy open. And this guy sat down and before he even asked me my name, he's telling me that he like wants to impregnate me and, and have babies with me. Oh Jesus. And Fun. I like, me my name. I'm like, you don't even know my name. He's like, you're right. I don't. The conversation continues. He doesn't ask. I was yeah. like, oh. okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. And people like that are why I get guarded. <laughs> like, yeah. right. And then he wants to tell me, oh, I don't think you're ready for the whole like marriage and kissing. I'm like, no, I'm ready for it. I'm just trying to decide if I'm Not ready with for you. it. You. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should know each other's names first. That's yeah. usually a great place. Before we lock it down. I'm like, you have money? Like, are you rich? Because he was a lot older. And like the, mm -hmm. guy, the other guy, the guy on the other side of me, he's like, are you actually into him? I was like, I could be if you had money. <laughs> listen yeah every every year older than me you are you need to have x more dollars yeah. in the bank exactly <laughs> i like that i have never thought about it like that but that is definitely mm. valid um yeah but yeah to answer your initial question meeting in person is all about eye contact right yeah and people get so sort of scared and put off withholding eye contact or even like batting your eyelashes, making flirty eye contact, looking out of the corner of your eye, looking repeatedly. The di there's a difference between like, I'm looking at my mom and like, I'm looking at a hot guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 uh, animal and like, it's, it happens. You know what I mean? Like, it's very Absolutely. different. You're not doing it on purpose. Right. Absolutely. So how yeah. do we convert that eye contact moment into like, uh, a touchdown? So have you ever taken a shot and had it gone right to your head? Like you take a shot and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, <laughs> you're like yes. immediately mm -hmm. like tipsy. You know how sort of smiley and like happy you get uh -huh. in that moment? Relate that to the eye contact that you're trying to like flirt with somebody. Gotcha. Like, you know, overly happy and smiley because the guy that would not <laughs> leave my side this weekend, that's literally what happened to me. The bartender gave me a free shot. I took the shot and I was like, immediately happy he sits down I look at him with these big eyes just like smiling and he goes you look extremely happy like happier than you should be right now and the next thing you know like he's telling me he wants to have my babies like well I guess I would have his baby yeah well <laughs> you know. we can make things science. happen if we needed to yeah science I love yeah. it yeah I'm gonna try that I, next time I may also try taking a shot before I walk up Oh, I think I'm that's doubling. I think down. that's how I was feeling all of New Year's Eve, and that's yep. why I like met so many people. <laughs> I that. was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So that works. Uh, I do love something that you talk about um, in 
wife status or being ready for wife status versus I'm wife ready. I feel like I'm saying these phrasing phrasings wrong, but can you kind of explain what that means as far as like what we're doing for ourselves when we're opening ourselves up for a relationship? Yes. I started my TikTok platform as a wife in training. Uh Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like all about like training to be a wife. And it wasn't about learning how to cook or clean or, you know, how to do any of those sort of things, like keeping a household budget. It was about becoming my best self, becoming the best version of myself so that I love myself, so that I'm happy, so that I'm ready to commit to a partner. And so that somebody who sees and feels my energy is just like, oh, you're so happy. I want some of that energy. You have something that I want that I want to be able to experience all the time and bring that in for me. You know, it did also have a lot to do with like working on my body and like feeling physically fit and feeling like I was in good shape. And also because when I feel like I'm in good shape, I feel sexier, right? Totally. When you're appealing to somebody that you want to date, you want to feel really sexy. So all of that encompassed being wifey status. Um, And then I just started having men like, telling me that they love me, like right off the bat, proposing marriage to me, telling me they want to have my babies in a first conversation. And so it just kind of clicked in my head. I was like, I thought I was wife in training before, but I have advanced. I am wife level now. Like I am wifey status now. Like I'm here. All these men realize it. Now it's just a matter of me aligning with the one that's right for me and choosing them. It sounds like your mommy status. Honestly, these guys want to get you pregnant. Right? Uh, We've gone to the next level. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Ready to bear your child. Yeah. Um, uh, You also mentioned feminine energy a lot. I feel like we also can have feminine energy, but in a gay culture world, we usually refer that to like femme bottom and mask top. I don't think that's the same feminine that you're referring to. So I would love for you to clarify that for the gays at home. I feel like that could be the same energy that I'm referring to. <laughs> usually, I don't even say it like that, but yeah, if we get into the really stereotypical things, it's usually when someone's like femme mask, who's the girl and who's the boy situation. Um, where I feel like your feminine energy is a little bit more empowering the way that you talk about it. So yes, the like when I talk about feminine energy in terms of relating to a woman, it's really about like harnessing your own femininity so that you are in control of yourself, your own energy, and you can um, attract a man and draw them in with your femininity. But like, you could tell me like, as a gay man, if you're a femme bottom, like I've heard, okay. <laughs> One of my gay best friends was telling me how he, she, he goes, girl, I miss Maisel then. You guys watch the, like the, oh, like yeah. Miss Maisel, right. And uh, uh-huh. on Amazon prime. And you know, the scene when she's married to her first husband, where she cracks the window and like the light comes in and then like she gets up and she brushes her teeth and does uh, her whole makeup and puts the lashes on and whoop. takes her hair out. And then she crawls back into bed right before he wakes up and the alarm goes mm-hmm. off. And he's like, blah 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 and so like one of my femme bottom friends was telling me how he did that for his man and I was like that is hilarious so the energy Mm -hmm. I think is definitely very similar yeah Um, it's almost like a confident confidence and an ownership in yourself in a way yeah to like take control of the situation really um yeah and force the outcome in the way that, you know, you can make it the way you want it to, because exactly you're confident. But it's also, I feel like you talk about um, pursuing versus being pursued. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that can be kind of hard in non-hetero relationships because, you know, it's like, well, there are no rules. Like we're 
it's not like oh the the top is supposed to pursue the bottom or anything mm-hmm. it's just like you know um, and everybody's verse let's be real okay because i was gonna that was my next question does the bottom become the pursuer and at what point is it in your is it in that eye contact that they talk about in the gay community that you know who's bottom and who's top like (laughs) what do you have a conversation about it when you're first like um i would say unfortunately that conversation comes up very early most of the time before you meet somebody because let's be real let's not waste anybody's time with things we don't or can't do um, yeah. The beautiful world we live in, most people are verse, but they definitely swing for one way or the other. Um, and then uh, I also feel like if you do meet someone in person, a lot of times there's a lot of body language you can pick up on. Like someone tends, I, this is a weird, I don't know, Andy, if you do this or have this done to you is the person, like if I'm with someone that is going to identify as top, they tend to move me around more if that makes sense. So move me out of the way, someone trying to walk mm-hmm. past me or like help usher me through like a certain place or like there's a lot more kind of like from the back and you know, whatnot. And I definitely get into my places where I do that to people, but usually that for me is that like body sign where I'm like, okay, we're all good here. We don't really need to have this conversation. Yeah, he's asserting his dominance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Absolutely. And he doesn't have to be a dumb person per se. You know, sometimes it's that real like soft boy, but they're still a gentleman. So they still kind of do that same thing. But um, usually for me, that's where that, kicks in in the few times that it has happened to me but yeah they move me around that's very interesting because when it talk when we talk about feminine energy that is something that i do teach women and anybody is to let the masculine energy assert themselves ahead of you right like you know let them put their hand on your waist and sort of guide you around let them put their arm around their your shoulder and guide you let them open the door for you and and then let you walk through it like all of those things yeah, because let's be real. It's very easy to tell aggressive from they're just trying to help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe we just have to recognize kind of the aspects of our personality that carry the more masculine energy and then the aspects of our personality that present more feminine and then kind of find somebody that complements that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I happen to be a woman who has a lot of masculine energy. I own a business. I'm a ball buster, quote unquote, as I was told this weekend. Um, and that is not like, those are all very masculine traits, right? To be heavily sarcastic, to tell people what it is, to call it like it is very, very masculine. And it's something that I either have to choose to tone down or find somebody who is okay, um, with having their balls busted. But when it comes to like, a highly masculine straight man like they're not okay with that and I'm like learning how to to rein it in a bit so that it's it's not a subconscious turnoff right because like all of the books that I'm reading talk about how a man doesn't want to date another man when they're straight men right like a man is not going to pursue another man so if you're acting like a man subconsciously in his head he's referring to you as a man and it's going to be a turnoff yeah Mm -hmm. otherwise they would just get a man you know exactly just like, <laughs> like a top is not going to go after another top because they're not going to do the same thing yeah because then that just leads to them having an open relationship so that yeah. they can have bottoms coming and in just a, all a very chaotic fall to the end um That's interesting yeah, yeah it's fun sometimes it's like why watch tv we just have people so um 
I'm pro open relationships and yeah. polyamory and all that, but you know, it's, you know, you got to find kind of what works for you, but well, yeah. you do talk about building a community, not that, I mean, open relationship is, or is not a community. Um, well, it kind of is for lack of a better term, but uh, what does it mean to build a community? Cause I know you, ta- you mentioned fitness, which I am a spin instructor. I now I'm addicted to orange theory. I did both in one day cause I'm a crazy person. Um, but I also feel really good. Um, so what is building a community and how does that help us in relationships? Um, cause I always think about it in just a friendship term. Like these are all my friends. Of course they're into it. So, I mean, I live in LA. You don't have to talk about two workouts in a day. Being <laughs> like That is our culture here. Like yeah. I usually hike every day and do hot yoga as just like my normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like two high end, a spin and a orange theory is, is definitely intense. But yeah. when it, it talk, when we talk about like building community, it's because you never know where you might meet somebody, right? right. So it's like if you bring on more friends, more people around you, they might have a friend, they might invite you to a party where you could meet somebody, you guys might go out together to do something that you weren't, you would not normally have done by yourself. And you can meet somebody when you expand your community, it just expands your chances for being able to meet somebody new or different. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm determined if I haven't already that I'm going to meet my husband and watching me teach spin because like, I look great doing it. Yes. <laughs> where you feel your most confident. One of the yeah. one places where people pay me to be the center of attention. Thank yes. you. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Back to kind of, back to some of the basics. Um, how long would you say a typical first date should be? Because I feel like I maybe tend to let them go on too long. Yeah. Maybe like two hours, three hours, three hours tops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you say you let them go on too long, what do you mean by that? Um, I don't, well, I don't know. First dates can be really fun, right? Because it's just like a new person who's never heard any of your stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about years. repeating myself. Yeah. So wait, can I interject right there? I just read mm-hmm. in this book called The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong, and she breaks down for women what men get from telling stories over and mm. over again. Whereas like women, like sure, we tell stories over and over again, but we don't get the same sort of energy. It's like charging a battery, right? When you uh-huh. guys can tell a story about yourselves and maybe a time where you did really something really great or something great happened to you. You're it's, it's literally like charging your iPhone. You guys are getting charged up and it's making you feel great. And then it's like a great release to be able to say that and to be able to brag about yourself. And so she's basically like telling women, she's like, don't get tired of having to hear the same story over and over again, because it's doing so much for the man that you don't even know. Right. Yeah. So that's great for you to say, like when you're with a new person, you get to tell your stories over and over again and they're not yeah. tired of it um, because subconsciously like, you're, you're getting such a release from being able to do that, um, that you may not have even realized. So that, yeah. that is funny that you said that. It's um, like, yeah, sorry. Uh, I think it like... can, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think it can <laughs> become like doing. really deceptive from first dates because you do get that charge of energy. And like, I think maybe it can be perceived as interest in the person when really it was just like fun to be able to talk about yourself for a few hours. Sure. Um, to where like at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, this was great. Let's do this again. And then we're like texting over the next week. And I'm just like, would I care if I never saw this person again? No. I already told him everything. So. 
Well, um, yes, of course. I mean, so something I always tell women is like, you always want to leave them wanting more. Right. So if you let mm-hmm. that first date go on forever and ever, yeah, you're by the next time you're like, well, I spent a lot of time with you. You're kind of over yeah. it. I've, I've, it's funny. Cause I feel like I've actually picked up on a little bit of that and, and I've learned that like the less I can, honestly, I always feel it's a better date if I can say less and I get most from them because then I can spend the next three dates talking about myself over an expanded period of time. Um, but also I feel like, again, they get like really excited that someone's interested to hear what they talk about in their work emails because they think it's funny. And I'm like, that is so great. Um, uh, but uh I think one thing to you mentioned is like letting dates go on and going to different places makes people feel like they've spent more time with somebody than uh, they actually have, which I also think I do to myself. I'm like, well, we can eat here and like, we can go have drinks somewhere else. It's never like a planned situation, but it definitely just keeps going. So, um, but I'm also the person to say, well, I will meet you at 9am for a coffee date for like 30 minutes. So what is the like ideal first date, I guess, is a good way to say it. So I like an hour, an hour for a mm-hmm. first date if you're not doing a dinner, right? Like I love a hiking date and like the hiking trail that I do is an hour. It, it, to me, it's mm. like perfect timing. I also love a coffee date. I just did one where it was like maybe like 45, 50 minutes, which is mm-hmm. really nice. It's just long enough for you to like wet your whistle, so to speak, yeah. right? Like you have seen that this person is, a, the person that they say they are in their photos. Of course, you always want to FaceTime first, but you can actually see what they look like in person, right? Mm-hmm. You can gauge how mm-hmm. tall they are. You can gauge what they smell like. You can gauge how comfortable you are in their presence, how comfortable they are in your yeah. presence. Because um, that can be a lot for a woman. It can be extremely intimidating. You think you're yeah. comfortable with a guy and then you get around him and you're like, oh, yeah. like you're, ner- and you're you have a set, nervous. You have a set time that like it's over. If it's coffee, it's the morning. People got stuff to do. Exactly. So like- I got to go evening. It could go on forever. Or like, sometimes you like give yourself an out. Like I went on a first date with this guy and we were going to dinner and I was like, speaking, I'm like, I actually have a podcast to record after this. (laughs) 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 Um, So I was like, I'm going to have to go. And he was like, oh, I was looking into like clubs and stuff. And I was like, yeah, just so you didn't think that this was going on longer than it was going to, because Mm -hmm. yeah, that will easily happen, especially on a first date and everybody's more nervous. So you're drinking more and then Mm -hmm. one thing leads to another and you're doing more physically with the person than you may have wanted to when you started out. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you rein it in and you like hold yourself back from doing that, it also gives you that time in between the date where you can really check yourself. Like you said, Andy, okay, well now a week has gone by and we've been texting in between. Do I really care to see this person again? You know, mm-hmm. do I, do I want to talk to them again? How interesting was that date? And I think that's a good like checks and balances system to give yourself to be able to, to check in. Because when you're first swept away in the magic of a first date and you're flirting and everything's going good and they're cute and they smell good and like maybe they have biceps and muscles and you're like, oh, they're so cute. And you just want to spend so much time with them. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that like, you don't really know this person yet. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to learn everything you're gonna learn about them in one day. Or like, yeah. even if you have a whole day date, you're still not gonna know what you're, everything you're gonna need to know about this person to form anything longer, to form a longer lasting connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy that said he was looking up clubs, though, I feel like he was not planning on um, spending the night alone. If you're no, looking up wasn't. clubs, he later ended up telling me that he had only really thought about our connection for sex and not actually anything more serious. 
So then I stopped talking to him because I was like, well, I want something more serious. And you really only, you already put me in the sex category before we even met, but I didn't know that because you were acting like you wanted to date me. You're spending a lot of money on me, mm-hmm. taking me to fancy restaurants. But you, this was all just a means to an end of how quickly you could sleep with me. Well, you messed that up because you dropped the ball and you revealed yourself before you actually got the sex. So yeah, this is, this is one way that I think th- that straight relationships are harder than, or straight dating is harder than gay dating. We have separate apps. We have yeah. our sex apps and we have our dating apps. Like Wait, there's if, a, an app for men for dating, not just for sex. There's a different one than Grindr. Well, like, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, Grinder is sex. Like, yeah, I think if you want to go yeah, even three. dirtier than se- than Grinder, you're on Sniffies, which is like mm-hmm. a whole other thing. Oof. Yeah, um, that's like nobody has faces. You just show up and do shit. But <gasps> if you're on the straight Sorry. people dating apps, if you're on, you know, Hinge mainly, Oh. then like you're looking for dates and like to possibly form a relationship yeah That's so it's very like grinders for sex for us tinder could go either way tinder's um, kind of in the middle and then hinge is like these are people looking for relationships most of the time um oh. and then it's like every time like a new really clean like pretty app comes out that becomes the new like people are looking for relationships on it i feel like hinge is starting to get and it may be different per city. That's just what it's like here. Um, but that definitely is. So it is nice to kind of like work that out. Uh, and, you know, if we're here, we're here for this. If we're here, we're here for this. Um, very compartmentalized, which I love. I agree. It's very hard with straight relationships unless you get two people who are extremely direct. Because there's a lot of men who want, who purely want sex from women, but they don't know how to just get sex because either they're not smooth enough, they're not hot enough. Uh, so they are like, okay, well, if I take her out a couple times, you know, and I'm like nice to her, maybe she'll kind of start to like me. And then, and then, you know, we'll have sex. But then those are the type of guys that also will get the sex from you and then ghost you because they never really wanted anything other yeah, than Yeah. That's wild. I feel like for us, it's almost the opposite. People are either just like, hey, I want to have sex with you, or like, hey, I want to go on a date with you. And like, rarely the two shall intertwine of that. Um, which is nice, um, I guess, to like know. Nice. Um, I would love to have that clarity before going out. And then like with women, if you try to ask for that clarity prior to, you can easily scare the man off. And he's just mm-hmm. thinking she immediately wants to be in a relationship with me. And it's like, no, I'm looking for a relationship overall. I didn't say it had to be you, yeah. right? I didn't say <laughs> yeah. it's definitely going to be you. I would just like to get to know you, but yes, I'm looking for a relationship and no, we're not going to have sex on the first night that we go yeah. out. We're not going to have sex on the second night that we go out. We're not going to have sex until I actually like know you, who you are. And like, that's what they, it, like, they can't compute it's, that. That's a weird thing. I feel like it happens in more realms than just dating, but when you're trying to like suss out somebody else's intentions mm-hmm. and kind of stating your own, it can come off a lot. Like your intention is a lot stronger. Like you're trying to push it. Um, okay. Well, I think we've probably kept you longer than we intended. Uh, but I do have one last question to ask you, which we, uh, try to ask all of our guests since this is homo's modern life. Uh, we are exploring all aspects of gay life. Uh, and you know, even if you're straight, you probably do some things that are a little bit gay. So sure. our question for you is, what is the gayest thing about you? Gay in terms of like lesbian s? No, just uh, like, well, just like <laughs> the yeah. most, you know, TikTok 
they they say fruity. What's your most like fruity behavior? <laughs> or Maybe the glitter? I'm that's what I was gonna glitter. say. It's probably yeah, gotta it's be a the glitter, glitter company. I think <laughs> that's the, the gayest company. thing about her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am always covered in glitter. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> the money from glitter. Yes, and the yeah, fact and that it's, it's like not biodegradable. Just yeah, I leave a trail of it everywhere that I go. Yeah, like, I just always am covered in sparkles. Eco-friendly yeah. and glitter. Yeah. That is the fact that it's that environmentally gay. friendly makes it even just that little bit gayer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, good. I love it. Write it down. We're compiling the ultimate gay person with everything yeah. everybody says to us. Oh. You know, and like a year we'll have like this idea of the gayest person. A beautiful, uh, a beautiful gay Frankenstein. And then we'll probably like start a pageant and then search for the gayest person in the world and it'll be a whole thing. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> My well, really close friends call me Fairy Taylor. So there's that too. Uh-huh. Yes, Fairy I can Taylor. see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Taylor, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and talking through everything with us. I think this was a really informative and useful episode for everybody, especially coming up on Valentine's Day. Um, we still have a chance. Um, yes. where, where can people find you uh, across the internet? I am at Tay Tay Fierce on TikTok. That's T-A-Y-T-A-Y-F-I-R-C-E. And I'm at Sparkle Queen LA on Instagram. And you can find my website, www.sustainablesparklebar.com. And that's where you can purchase the eco-friendly glitter if you're interested. Oh, absolutely. Pride this. If we get a pride this year, <laughs> I don't like to say it's happening because I never know. Um, I will be purchasing uh, my body's weight in glitter for sure. Yes, I usually <laughs> do some sort of like pride collection or like something special for pride too. So I should oh my God. Amazing. start working on that. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, everyone at home, sleep tight, even though it's probably not night for you. Um, and fare thee well, my children. Bye-bye. This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>